This is Randy Kirk. I'm the founder of SoCal Masterminds. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza. He's at the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of SoCal Mastermind, Randy Kirk. We get into what it takes to drive small businesses forward. Randy talks about the action you're able to take because of the mastermind room you're currently in and the two actionable items you should take right now being found on Google and, well, you're going to have to take a listen. Check it out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have the founder of SoCal Masterminds, Randy Kirk. Randy, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Hey, when people realize, when the listeners realize how much knowledge you're dropping today, and they want to work with you, reach out to you, whatever that is, what's the easiest way for them to connect with you through either social or personally reach out to you? Uh, you know, I pretty much put my uh, email address out there to everybody. So it's Randy Kirk, K-I-R-K, 77 at Gmail. Perfect. And that'll be in the show notes as well. And then the website that they can go to is SoCalMasterminds.com, correct? Yes. And and uh, actually, I'll, I'll make an announcement here for you today is that starting on approximately January 1st, it may, may be a week later, right about January 1st, we're going to have a brand new website and it's going to be called freebusinesshelpnow.com, freebusinesshelpnow.com. And it's going to be loaded with videos and articles and blog posts and and just all kinds of free opportunities to learn about whatever the subject matter is that, that people are looking to find out more about. Awesome. Love it. We'll have that in the show notes as well. And uh, we'll be linking that on the new Success Finder uh, platform. So let's just dive into it. Our ability to learn has changed over the last five, 10 years and what we have access to. When we were younger, textbooks, teachers, classmates, friends, family, coworkers, but you know as well as I do, that gives us a sliver what's truly possible out there. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Well, let's just say that currently, if I'm going to be uh, left alone on a desert island someplace and I only get to keep one thing, it's going to be my iPhone. <laughs> so, And of course, a cell connection of some kind. But uh, yeah, we can't live without them. Some people are saying that we already are robots uh, because we are connected to the internet through our phones, even if there's no neural link connection yet. That's coming. But for now, the phone is indispensable, whether it's uh, working during the day uh, to research something or whether it's watching a television program at night and wondering what that British word means on Britcom or Britbox. Rather than <laughs> nice, nice. Now, is it also, I'm, I'm, I don't want to lead you here, but <laughs> is it also because of the contacts and the connections that you have in that cell phone 
you know, for how you're able to learn? Is that also part of why that your cell phone, you would say, is intricate and important to you? Yeah, I think I've always been a connector. I've always been someone who networked a ton. So I don't know that I network any more now than I did before, but the networking is definitely different. So in, uh, you know, when I started out 50 years ago, the Chamber of Commerce was a big, big deal. The Optimus Club or the Rotary was a big, big deal. Moose and, and the, you know, the lodges were another big deal. Uh, you even did business at church, you know, so that has definitely switched. The service clubs are not anything like what they used to be. Now it's the, the networking clubs or uh, referral groups. You know, they're a very big deal now. And then um, there seems to be a lot of networking folks that are setting up meetings when we can meet in person. And now all of that stuff has gone online. So I'm a me- member of something called Lunch Club and another one, Meet After Work or something like that. And they're all online. They're all I told somebody the other day, most people, listen, I'm very outgoing. I don't mind walking into a room of complete strangers and trying to muscle my way into conversations, but I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing to do. But now with these groups online, you are matched up with one or two or three other people in a room and everybody in the room is expected to start a conversation. And so it's much more natural. It's much less hassle. And I think even uh, shrinking violets can probably do it. Yeah. And that's interesting that you mentioned something there about like, you'll go into a room of people that you don't know, you'll work your way through it, but it's not what you enjoy. I think the more entrepreneurs that I, that I interview, believe it or not, more are introverts because of the energy that it takes when you're giving yourself so much, you're giving back, you want to lead with the give mentality. You exert so much that to do it right then and there literally takes you to, you know, one to two days just to, you know, get that energy back. Yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of the opposite. Nobody's really ever accused me of being that much of a giver. I'm usually the closer. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm uh, usually energized by meetings like that. But that's, uh, but you know, but it's still not fun. I don't, I'm still saying, no, I don't go, wow, I get to go to a mixer tonight. You know? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So we have more ways to take in information than ever before. It's almost overwhelming to say the least. Some people look for mentors. Some look for accountability buddies, masterminds, coaches, online courses, a lot of way to take in information today. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them? So I learn from everybody. I consider everybody to have something to contribute to me. I have a friend who has an IQ of about 75. She has never been married. She, you know, subsistence level living in West Los Angeles, California. She gets along. She manages to make her way through life. What she has taught me is that living in the moment is amazing. And she is so generous to everybody around her and nobody ever forgets her. And it's, I call her my hero. So it doesn't matter what your brain power is. It matters, you know, what is it that you can contribute? And I want to know what everybody has that can contribute to my knowledge base. Yeah, and, and that's really what, I, what we call superpower. Like everyone has a, a superpower inside of them. And sometimes it takes coaching, mentorship, masterminds, a friend, you know, however it is, depending on the severe that you, that you surround yourself with, to pull that superpower out. Sometimes we need help. We just don't know what it is. So. If I were to ask you your superpower, what would you say it is? My superpower is probably recognizing raw talent and then helping it to bloom. That's a great superpower. And that could be, it could be a product. It could be a company. It could be a person. 
So that's what I've done for my entire career and even before my career is seeing that raw talent and wanting, desiring, being almost, you know, feels like you have to, you know, help that thing become what it could possibly be. Nice, nice. Now, a lot of people get stuck and they don't know how to execute what's in their head. We're still going through a pandemic. To me, it's causing a reset in how we're able to accomplish things. You and I were kind of talking about this beforehand. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and get unstuck? I look at masterminds. <laughs> I, have, I have three different versions of, of what we call a mastermind group. My favorite, the one that everybody gets the biggest kick out of, it's a 12-step program for, for uh, entrepreneurs. <laughs> so getting into an environment where there's a bunch of other people who understand me and who I understand because we have similar backgrounds, similar experiences. We've had similar desires, civil, you know, stuff that, that makes us tick is more similar than it is to my brother or my parents or my next door neighbor. They get me, I get them. And so in that environment, I'm more trusted and I'm more trusting. And then number two is that our mastermind groups, at least, are totally based on brainstorming. And so we spend four hours in a brainstorming meeting. Unless you're completely you know, dead to the world, if you're in that meeting for four hours and you don't come out with a handful of ideas, there's something wrong with you because you're brainstorming on other people's problem or issue or opportunity and the, just the brainstorming process itself has to be able to say, oh my gosh, I could do that for myself. Yeah, and that's the amazing thing with masterminds. You get together with people from different industries, different passions, different abilities, but you're able to, when they're on the hot seat or you're, you're discussing their business, even though you are in a completely different industry, you can plug and play something, take something out, plug it into your business, your niche, whatever it is, and see immediate results. And that's that's the great thing about it. It's like you aren't in a room full of plumbers. You know, if it was a, a plumber's mastermind, you probably don't want all plumbers to be in there. You probably want people from different industries so you can think differently. You can see around corners. And that's really, to me, the power of masterminds. And, you know, speaking of masterminds, they've been around for a hot minute. Probably the first mastermind was the apostles. And then eventually Benjamin Franklin you know, he created the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then this guy by the name of Napoleon Hill kind of defines it, writes it in a book, Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill, as there's been such a large boom of self-education moving away, in my opinion, from traditional education, where do you see these two parallels going? Traditional versus traditional education versus self-education. Interesting, because I'm married to an English professor, okay? So I'm really at the cusp of of her also very long career in education and seeing, you know, this movement in both directions. I assumed that all four of my children would go to university. Only two did. Two of them were like, I don't need university. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you mean you don't need university? You know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, we're in a situation now where people are learning skill sets, are they're learning even university level education online from sometimes from universities who are putting their stuff up there for, for anybody to take for free or from TED Talks or from maybe my new website. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's all out there. There's no, uh, no lack of uh, information available out there for people to learn if they're motivated to learn. Yeah, and that's a big thing. You got to be motivated. You got to have that drive, that want. You have to start the engine. You know, you might not know where you're going, but you got to take action. 
you know, experiment, take action. So when someone typically invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what they're going to get out of it. They're able to have some expectation of what the results could be if they implement what, you know, you're working with them on in that mastermind. What should people expect when they enter your reality? What they should expect is somebody that's going to encourage the heck out of them and give them some creative ideas for direction if they are interested in receiving it and if they're interested in potentially going out and executing on some of it. But I am, if they enter my reality and their reality is I'm perfectly happy where I am or I may not be happy where I am, but I have, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to do any hard things to improve, then they're probably not going to get a lot of my time. <laughs> yeah, well, and you can weed them out quickly. You know those people that should be in your circle. You know those people that are going to be a drain versus a value add to the groups that you're bringing together. And people come to you and are involved in your masterminds because of the people you've selected, because of the people that you've you know, you've researched a little bit, make sure that they're going to be a value add, not a value drain. Right, right. And, and that's, but that's even true on an individual level. So, you know, there's obviously mentoring and, and mentor, you know, relationships in life. And I'm just not interested in the person who sucks up the knowledge or sucks up my time, and then doesn't go out and execute. I've, I fired a couple of clients over the years, because I have a consulting business as well. And I fired a couple of clients over the years. And I said, you know, if you're not going to do it, why are you paying me? I mean, what's the, what's the benefit? Yeah, absolutely. I feel that people have a way of surprising us, whether it's their willingness to learn, their drive, whatever it is. Give us a success story, if you wouldn't mind, of someone that's been through one of your masterminds and what they were able to accomplish because of the room that you curated. So I think the the, the one that comes most to mind is actually the the co-author of my new book, <laughs> uh, making Making Money Out of Thin Air. And uh, Shayla Chamberlain is the co-author, my first book that I co-authored, or that I had another author involved. And she's a CPA and a CMA, which is a certified management accountant. And she started her her own CPA business three years ago, middle-aged, had been in, you know, an accountant in a corporation, corporate setting for many, many, many years. And now she's going on her own, okay? And we see a lot of that. A lot of our mastermind people, I don't know if this would be true nationally, but in Southern California, a lot of our mastermind people are coming out of corporate and starting out again as uh, on their own in, in middle age. Anyway, she comes to our mastermind practically out of the gate. And she comes in and she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, how to do it. And we're like, well, you know, you're probably going to have to knock doors. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to knock doors. <laughs> and so... One of our one of our members said, "I'll knock doors with you." He was in a completely different industry. He says, "I'll go out with you for four hours some afternoon." So he went right out with her. They knocked on doors together. She's still not thrilled with the idea of going out and making cold calls on local businesses, but at least she had a chance to go out and see that it wasn't as scary as maybe it was perceived, and also to get a little bit of technique under her belt for going out and doing it. Well, you know how they talk about only you know fifty percent of the businesses will be around you know, five years after they're open. Well, at year two, she was already successful in terms of what she was contributing to her family. And after three years, she's doing great. She's fending calls and she doesn't have to go out and cold call anymore. <laughs> yeah, no one's really a fan of cold calling, cold, you know, knocking on doors, but there's, and it's tough today, obviously, to knock on doors, but it, it is an art. And that was, that was unbelievable that someone stepped up and said, hey, I'll go with you, you know, 
I will, I will take this challenge on with you, my fellow masterminder. Awesome. That's right. Um, so when I work with my coach, we talk about, you know, what it takes to be successful in our solo shows. We talk about the pillars of success, hanging out with the right people, willingness to invest in yourself and taking action through experimentation. So I feel there's a lot of things that it takes to be successful, mentorship, willingness to fail, experimentation, partnerships, all different things. What do you feel is a key ingredient when it comes to being successful? Doing the hard things. And I've written half a book called Doing the Hard Things. And if anybody wants to write me at that, uh, at that email address, I will send them a free copy of this partially written book. I find the number one thing I found in three years of mastermind, because I'm, I've learned more in three years of running mastermind groups than I think I learned in the previous 47. Um, <laughs> so, so the thing that I see over and over and over again is that people are stuck at around 65 to 75,000 in income at running small businesses. That seems to be the national average. And that's what I'm seeing as well. And they're stuck at those levels because they're not willing to do the things that they find to be outside their comfort zone. It may start with cold calling, but it's not just cold calling. It's learning how to market. It's learning how to sell, even if you're getting in warm leads and not knowing how to actually do the selling process and how to close at the end or being afraid to close at the end, not being willing to accept a no, uh, not being willing to jump in and learn how to do your accounting properly uh, because it's math and you're afraid of math. That's what the latest book, the Making Money Out of Thin Air is all about is how to how to become great at understanding your financials. So there's a whole list. I think I have 30-something items in there of hard things that small business owners typically are not really excited about doing. Yeah, and I think to, to, to add on to that, or at least what I was getting out of what you're saying is, if they're not willing to do it, they can't be everything to everyone, or they, they work in the business, not on the business. You need to outsource. You need to sit there and the things that you're not good at, well, it's going to cost me money. Well, guess what? How much is it going to cost you if you don't outsource your social media? How much is it going to cost you if you don't outsource and get a coach, a mentor, a consultant? And, and that's where you'll sit there and you'll be able to see your you know, 5X, 10X, whatever it is, because you've outsourced what it takes to be successful. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I've, uh, star- I now have workers all over the world because I started using Fiverr and and other resources a few years ago. And so I, I, I'm getting to the point now where all the stuff I hate to do is done by others. The only caveat I would make to what you say is always good for the owner to get a certain level of knowledge about every one of those subjects so that people can't pull the wool over their eyes, so that they can see whether the person is doing quality work, so that the other person recognizes that they can't pull the wool over the owner's eyes. So I'm a big fan of of owners digging in on those things that are even a little outside their comfort zone and really learning at least enough to be able to uh, to keep everybody else honest around them. Yeah, absolutely. You do need to have a working knowledge in those areas or you will get taken advantage of. And let's be honest, you're probably still going to get taken advantage of either way, but you can mitigate how much of a loss that's going to be there. So as we're getting closer to an end, I feel that there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. I think real innovation and ingenuity, though, come in times when we feel the squeeze. And I think the country, the world is still feeling that squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that really excites you? 
Well, it's pretty interesting that you ask because I've just made this decision at the same time that I, I'm going to start this new website. Um, the website excites me. What really excites me is I'm going to I'm going to kind of jump into your uh, into your industry just a little bit, but different. I'm going to have a YouTube channel, also starting about January, whatever the first Monday is of January, I forget, and it's going to be a daily a daily show. So maybe I can have you on my daily show after I get it started. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be about well, my main book, When Friday Isn't Payday, is about everything in business from the germ of an idea to start a business all the way to selling the business at the end and everything in between. It's, a, it's an opus. It's 400 pages packed with ideas and methods and, and approaches. Well, that's what I'm trying to do with the website is now expand what can be put in a book to where it's you know really covering the entire range. And then the daily show will be to drive people to that website drive them to my books, drive them to the mastermind, drive them to my consultancy, but it will also be very informational. It'll be something that the goal will be every single day, people are going to take something away of a tremendous value out of a 15 or 30 minute uh, sit down. Nice. Nice. I look forward to it. And absolutely, I would be honored to be on the, uh, the YouTube channel. So absolutely. I appreciate that. All right. What is one last thing that if any of the listeners out there uh, a tip, a tactic, an actual item. If they implemented it, they would see real action and 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 something change in their personal business life over the next 30, 60, 90 days. So what's a tip, tactic, or actionable item you can leave the listeners with? How about two? Really quick. Okay, two. One of them, if you're a local business and you're not highly ranked on Google My Business, you're foolish. It is the by far the number one real estate online and if you're not highly ranked on Google My Business, become highly ranked on Google My Business. It's very simple. If you're in the top three, if you're in the three-pack, we call it, then you will get found and you will get phone calls. If you're not in the three-pack, your phone's not going to ring because of Google. It's, it's just as simple as that. I've been proving that for 15 years. So that's number one. The other one is, and, and this is what I want on my, graves, on my gravestone, nothing happens until something is sold. I've seen companies that had great storefronts, great interior design, great products, great um, social media. You know, everything's great. I've been in the bicycle industry almost my whole life. And I've seen situations where people walk in the front door of a, bike, a beautiful bike shop, an incredible bike shop with one of the top brands and nobody even greets them. And then when they do greet them, they don't, they don't try to determine the need. And then as the, everybody's standing around, nobody's closing. And then after the close, they're not selling add-ons. I mean, it's just, it makes me crazy. And so, yes, my, my tombstone, I'm hoping, or whatever it is, my, my giant edifice, however my wife decides to do it, nothing happens until something is sold. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, you know, you hear people say that, man, I just got a $5 million contract today. And I know that's, that's you know, but I recently did hear that. And I'm like, that's awesome. When, you know, when is this supposed to, you know, when, when you start work on, well, we still have to get contracts and, you know, X, Y, Z. No, nothing happened there, you know? <laughs> and then your point on Google, I wholeheartedly agree with that. We had zero reviews in one of my companies this year. I think we've got just shy of a hundred. We started it in April. And uh, I mean, people now find us. We, you know, one of my companies gets one to two customers on a monthly basis just because they find us through Google. So absolutely. Randy, I appreciate you spending the time with us today. We've got Randy Kirk, founder of SoCal Masterminds. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Appreciate the time. 
Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.